Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I take you for a ride on the devil ship. I'll take you for a ride where you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. <laughs> Oh yeah, so welcome to the fucking show, dude. Thanks, man. Um, the fact that you drove up here in this shitty weather. Yeah. Ballsy of you. Yeah, thank you. Did you make it safe? Did anything happen? It was um, it was actually quite a terrifying ride because um, I don't know if like the autopilot or just the steering on the, the car I rented is fucked up, but it was like the whole time I was like hydroplaning, like the whole way. And I left at like 5.30 in the a.m. So it was just kind of a... A little bit hairy. You know? Was there no, you just find out now there's no winter tires on it? I, I, they must be so bald. I swear, man. There was times where the car just seemed like it was had a mind of its own. But, you know, we made it. This this fucking goof just told me today, I didn't know. Last night, he didn't call me because I, I was I was working, I had shows. He fucking dodged a car that was parked right before he gets on the highway, and he ends up in a pothole, destroys the tire, now he's on a flat on the highway, ends up at a gas station. It was a rental, too. He has a rental because his other car wow. got into an accident. And then when he pops the trunk, there's no jack. Holy so he shit. can't lift the car. He looks mighty, but he's not that strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he spent the night just furious. And I found him right before we came here. I found him at the cafe. He was just by chance. So I walk in and I see him. He looked <laughs> he looked like an abused animal. I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? And he turns around red. I thought he was going to cry. He's like, I'm okay. Oh, I was like, what man. the fuck happened? He's like, I don't want to get into it. And then he got into it. <laughs> the guy's been terrorized, brother, all I'm, week, man. I'm just, sorry, man. And then somebody tried to steal the other rental car last week. Like it's been nice. Yeah, he had another rental car last week, <laughs> and he walked while what was that Pakistani guy? Uh, one black guy, one Arab. And they were while they were trying to rob his car. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did you? What did you do? Just say, well, hey, please stop. Well, because I was on the phone with insurance. <laughs> Well, he sees them. You're well, like, I might need to make another claim really quick. Like, there, there, was, there was like a snowstorm, so I was rushing, and I had to get to the garage to talk to the guy that my, I'm going to send my car. Anyways, there was this whole thing, and then I go to do the keyless entry, and uh, an alarm goes off, and it doesn't really work. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Oh, and the guy was shoveling. He was, the, the reason why I didn't notice is because he was sweeping the car, the snow off of the car. In it was a snowstorm. Of, in front of the day before. So he made it seem like the car in front of my car was his. And then he approached my car. So I'm like, that's weird. Is he going to sweep my car? You know what I mean? So it, yeah. looked, it looked innocent, you know? I'm like, that's weird. And then the alarm went off. And I thought it was the other car. Then I get in. The hazards are on. I'm like, what the hell? Did I forget my hazards on last night? And then I realized the alarm is coming from my car. Oh, he'd been in it. He, he'd gotten that's in what it. He was sounds about like. to get into it. He, oh my God. he didn't realize I was heading towards that car. Oh my god! If he was a minute. If he was a minute later, he would have seen his car drive off. Gone. Yeah, gone. <laughs> gone. One hundred percent. So that's Man. been his week. Is it's just been accidents, car people trying to steal his car. So he's like on edge. So when I saw him today in the morning, that's why I go, "What's wrong? Are you crying?" He's like, "I'm not crying. I'm just. It's been a fucking week." Yeah. Been, <laughs> I've only I've only been here for JFL. Really, I I came last March. It wasn't very snowy. You know, it was cold, but it wasn't snowing. But this is like a whole another level. Your guys's roads are all just like beaten to shit by salt and whatever. Or bombs. I don't know what the fuck happened here, but it's, it's bad, man. It's embarrassing. Yeah, and then I feel b- bad for both you guys because you you come from the warm blooded uh, Mediterranean. You guys have to suffer here 
in this brutal. I'm from this, you know. I'm a Norse kind of. Do you get cold easy? Because people keep making. I was in Dallas last week, uh-huh. and I was complaining that it was cold, and they were all like, "You live in Canada, dickhead." Yeah, but get, it was cold. I get cold wherever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. I used to be a little. Uh, when I quit drinking, I lost like ten pounds of baby fat or something like that. That fucked you up. And then it was just like forever. I mean, I was also probably drunk, so I didn't care. But <laughs> now it's like I, I just can't stand it. It was the alcoholism keeping you warm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Well, so you're you're up here for shows, uh, yeah. one day in and out. Mm-hmm. What's what's your life in New York like? We've never met. This is the first time. It's uh, it's good. Um, I am a road comic for the most part. Occasionally, I get to like do a little bit of writing or a little bit of acting whenever that randomly happens. But for for most of the part, I'm just a stand up. Uh, kind of do the club circuit, but recently, uh, had a baby in, uh, October. Congrats. My wife, my wife was the one that had it, although she would, you know, probably make fun of me and say that I'm the one that carried it. And, um, it's just changed everything. You know, I just stopped and just hanging out with the kid for the next couple of months. You want to be home. You have a reason to be home now. Well, my wife works at SNL. Okay. And so the deal. Writing? Yeah. Good. And so the deal was kind of like, you will carry it and, you know, like go through all that and then I'll be the childcare for the, you know, first year or so. So that's a good deal. Yeah. I've been on the road too for like, you know, 10 plus years. I, I needed a break. Uh, when you were on the road, w- did you do those stints? Cause the reason I never wanted to become a road comic is cause I used to, in Canada, it's impossible. Talking unless, about the, ed, the Calgary stints. Oh dude, not just, but they would do stints where it's like, you can go back home and they're like, it's cheap if I fucking stay on the road. Yeah. So you'd end up in these garbage places where you'd want to commit suicide. Is, same thing in the States. The circuit will take you to some places where you question your... We don't have it quite... That, there are some gigs like that, but I, like Canada uniquely was set up where like it, they had a system where all the guys from out east, um, mainly Toronto guys, but like that's where I met like John Doerr, Casey uh, Corbin. I think it's Corbin is his last name. Toronto guy. Casey Corbin. Corbin. I think it's Corbin. Um, But Dave, I met Dave out there. I met Dino Archie, who was always Dino Archie, good dude. But um, uh, it was like they would come out and they would just have gigs the whole time. And then they would all kind of base camp somewhere. So the when I met John Doerr, it was like everybody was based in Calgary. And then that, through that touring company, they would go up and they would do like Fort McMurray or Edmonton or some other god And then get back to the camp. And then yeah. everybody would go back and split a hotel room for the midweek between the gigs. They'd go out there for like eight weeks. It was a nightmare. Fuck, dude, two months just in some... In like, not even like a nice part of Calgary, like in the industrial part almost. When yeah. you're young and you're fucking around with your boys... Sure. It's doable. But now, imagine you with the kid. No. You're like, oh, I'll be back in two months. I'm going to go hang out with some dudes. No, it's not. I mean, this was a stretch. I, I I get to leave for like two or three days, and then and then it's over. This was good if the weather wasn't shit, and you could just take that one hour plane ride in New York, Montreal, and fuck around. Perfect. But I'll talk to you. We'll, we'll think of something in the future too to bring you up here for other other shows. I've done the Nest, and okay. I, had, I had a great time at the Nest. Good club. Um, Big club. Re- really liked everybody there. I, it was it was so funny because I was like my first time besides JFL. And, um, do you guys call it JFL? Yep. Okay. Um, but, uh, he kept on coming to do guest sets. He's like the most famous comic in, in Quebec. Mike Ward? No, like a French guy. Mike Ward. Moroccan. Oh, Rashid. Yeah. Rashid (laughs) Hadouri. He kept on coming in. I love the second he said French guy. Uh, it was just like. And he was doing English, uh, which is like, I guess his newer kind of like. His second language his second or language. third language. Yeah. Um, but it was so funny because I'm getting up there and I'm like, 
you know, like not a name up here. And then like this celebrity up here is just getting on stage and doing like 10 minutes. Every time I followed him, I was like, why, why are you doing, just come out at the end of my set, you know, like make everybody extra happy. He's like, no, no, I just want to make your life a nightmare for tonight. <laughs> Cause he's, you know, I'm a, I'm a joke teller. That guy was like, you know, big act outs, animated film. dancing. Like he, yeah, he's very animated. Like yeah. almost like, like a professional theater background or something like that. He doesn't have that background, but a lot of the French comedy, because I only started doing French like four years, three, four years ago. Yeah. I was only, I was, I've been doing English stand-up since 2012. So I never thought I could even do it in French. I have a thick accent. Yeah. I have a Greek accent in French, which is insane. <laughs> so it wasn't even the realm of possibility. And then my buddy, Mike Ward, we do podcasts together, tour with him. He was like, you got to do it, dude. There's money in French. You're here anyway. They're going to like it. Try it. Nobody gives a shit about your accent as long as it's funny. Just translate your jokes. So that's how I got into it. But a lot, when I got into it, it was toward the tail end of those kind of French comedians where the reason why I wasn't doing it for so long too was it was alien to me because it, it didn't feel like stand-up. It was a lot of theatrical, yeah, we used to, over the top. And I, I would I would make fun of it. I would find it ridiculous. Yeah. So we, I was like, I can't do that. We would see it as Americans when we'd come up to do the festival and we'd all be like, oh, look at this. This is like a, it's a stereotype of yeah. what we would think a French comic would be. Like a guy like with face paint being like, you know, mime type stuff. And we were just like, this is so ridiculous. Obviously now it's different. Now it evolved. Yeah. I, I got to see that evolution because when I started to get into it, I was a little taken aback. I was like, well, will they accept me? Because I'm just doing stand-up. Yeah. And I'm going to ridicule some of this shit. Yeah. And yeah. then Mike was like, no, 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 trust me. They're because they're, of Netflix. They're all learning the the fans and they appreciate real stand-up. They all watch American stand-up. Yeah. So it's going to be more refreshing. Just get into it. And then I saw everyone also evolving. They stopped doing the theatrical stuff, at least in Quebec. I don't know about France, but here they stopped doing that th and they started turning more into real stand-ups and they're good. I think it's everywhere. I mean, I've been, I, I haven't toured Latin America, but Latin America, like everywhere in Latin America, they're popping up with comedy shows everywhere in Europe. You can do comedy in English. It's crazy now. You can go to Lulubljana, Slovenia and do a comedy show you know, 200 people will show up to watch you do comedy in English. It's fucking crazy. Vienna, Budapest. Athens, too, I found out. Yeah, I think um, Ari Shafir went there last year. Yeah, I saw Bill Burr, Segura in Athens. I was yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. I think Bill Burr performed, like, in the Coliseum or something. It was like, <laughs> he went somewhere cool. Whatever it was. I know that's Rome, but, you know. No, no, no he went in Athens at uh, Luca Vito, where it's basically it's the echo that bounces off. They do all the big concerts there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It looked cool. It looked like a Yanni, like where Yanni. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, oh yeah, there it is. Oh yeah. Dude, that's awesome. My friends. <laughs> Crazy, that's man. so cool. And it's Bill Burry. He's like. Yeah, he's complaining. Yeah, he's complaining. <laughs> uh, I have two friends that performed on that with him. Uh, Bianca, why can't I, Krista Vau. She's like, a, she's actually, she's Angolan and Czech. Angolan and that's a fucking crazy mix. Yeah, and then um, uh, I believe my buddy uh, Nate Craig also opened that. Um, but like, what a, you know, that's like an all-time like that's like a life goal. That's a of, bucket list. Yeah, venue. To play. Look at how and you're in Athens. You, you think about all the history and you're there telling dick jokes. There's something so crazy about that. That's so insane. Yeah, it's so funny to think of like Burr being like you fucking rocks, <laughs> goddamn rocks everywhere. There's <laughs> a lot of Albanians in this city. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy how much you can do because I I had a gig, not in 2023, but in 2022, I worked for a lower league football team in England. Uh, 
where Gatwick Airport is, like in a little kind of small, kind of an armpit of a town. Really sweet people. Not a lot to do there besides the football team. Um, We're talking European football. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. Keep going. Yeah. Um, and um, But I just base camped out of there. So I'd go and I would do my job for the football team. And then I would um, go out and, you know, like do a gig in Amsterdam, do a gig in Berlin, do a gig in Paris. Yeah, it was great. I fucking loved it. I actually, I got to go see uh, Lake Classique, the Marseille PSG at Parc de Prince. And then I dipped and did a set at the Cabelli, like in the weird, like, uh, I don't even know how you, I can't speak French, like some ninth arrondissement. I don't know how to speak what French. What an experience though, bro. You're going to watch a fucking crazy soccer game. Yeah, it was crazy. And you know, cause uh, I'm a, I'm an uh, Arsenal fan, Gunner. And that's like my bread and butter. I follow all the, you know, I watch. I'm an Ike Athens fan. Yeah, I saw the yeah. flag. I I feel so stupid. I, I only know, like, I didn't even know how to say it. Ayak. Ayak, yeah. And then I know Panathinaikos, Panathinaikos the Panathinaikos, green ones. And then. Um, Olympiakos. Yeah, Olympiakos. There's, like, you know, like whoever's in, like, Europa League. Or, it's just, it's us. There's a big three. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but it was, I mean, you know, Arsenal's. Great atmosphere, Emirates Stadium, amazing. But we don't have any TIFO there. So it's like seeing that in, in Parc de Prince where they had like, you know, the whole game, they're exchanging these banners over themselves that like tell a story. Yeah, they, yeah. At one point they had like a banner where like there was a giant ship in it, like a like a pirate ship, and somehow they made it move across the other banner. It was nuts you know flares the whole thing because you they think that's creative in spain i saw them throwing bananas at the black players oh jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> i think that's uh that's like spain italy do they do that in greece What's no, the soccer dude, club? Sorry. in greece some uh racist shit had happened with one team against uh when zibril cc was playing for panathinaikos yeah and fucking all hell broke loose yeah i mean yeah, that's yeah. A, i remember when um it's not as acceptable as it is still in italy and spain they go yeah, crazy boateng just walked off the pitch they the ac milan when boateng was with them uh kevin prince boateng yeah he, but i get it yeah of course i would yeah Bro, what the fuck play. i'm playing a game you're whipping bananas at me you're fucking yelling the end like jesus christ dude I, and I'm there's no soccer. way that there's no way that they don't have a black guy too that's yeah. the other fucked up thing is that when you see when it happens in europe the videos are the best because the black guys from the team whose fans are doing it they're like like we're Come right on, here, bro. Dude, you <laughs> You're yelling it next to me. I'm still getting the residue of the N word. I'm yeah. like, I'm right here. I'm yeah. Just, yeah, it's insane. I mean, that's something you see it in parts of England. Not really. Um, you know, I mean, they got it's, better. It's like when they lost the Euros and those three, the the younger guys, Rashford, they missed Saka, the kicks. Yeah, and um, I think it was in Ketia or. Jaden Sancho or somebody else, you know, they got abused a, a ton online. And I think that comes from any corner. But, you know, like any country, it's the more rural work, working class towns. You go to the north and that's where you're going to see that racism. But it seems like in Italy, like you can be anywhere and they're just going to pull that shit out. Spain, too. It's it's crazy. Those are fun countries. Yeah. You never know what you're, <laughs> you're just walking the street. There's just random fucking racial slurs. You're like, oh, shit. All right. You know what I like, though, is I like that um, no matter how racist that country is, they will find a black guy that has like a grandparent or some kind of citizenship to, to get more competitive in whatever <laughs> that league is. Yeah, they the, all do it. The, like Germany, that, that team's all Turkish and black. And oh, they like, have no choice now. Yeah, they, they got like it's like. Well, sure, we're you know the former Nazis, but we also want to win the game. So you know we gotta we gotta use what we can. Um, Say what you will about the Germans, very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> H- 
Hitler's nightmare. Um, <laughs> Seriously, yeah. They're winning now because he's rolling over in his grave. I remember one time, it was one of those, I think it was it was Angola or Mozambique. It was like one of these countries. That's my team in the African Cup. Now I'm going for Angola. They have a player from my team, Zenit, a young kid. Yeah. So I'm rooting for Angola. Zenit, St. Petersburg? No, no, uh, oh. Angola, the actual, Zini, his name is? Zini's his name. Yeah. But I remember one of those teams, I was watching the Olympics. This is probably... 2002 2004 or 2006 and um they had a white player and i was like in angola yeah i was like it finally happened one of us made it back <laughs> you know one of us got was he any good yeah, he's all right you know they weren't going anywhere his father manages our shit here right so we had to fucking bring <laughs> yeah, him yeah. along he owns the most land in the country so we you know we had to let him play i like that you like soccer yeah it's uh it's like kind of a lonely pursuit in a lot of times in the States, but more and more people are picking it up. More and more people are becoming fans, especially EPL. It's not a problem with any kind of like Latin, you know, like Mexican American kind of, they're going to watch Barca Real, that whole shit. Uh, Champions League will be on, but in New York, you got to go to like a specialty bar. Usually, you know, like I'll go to an Arsenal bar or I'll go to like a Liverpool bar or something like that just to be in the right atmosphere. I prefer that because here it's hard for me to find people that are into soccer as much as I am. Yeah. But randomly when I'm in the States, I always get, like I was going through the airport in um, October, November. Mm -hmm. It was when we were in Washington, I think, coming back. And it was a Mexican guy, one of the um, one of the agents there. And he looks at me and I was wearing the full, I had the sweater, Ike sweater, Ike sweatpants <laughs> just going through. And he's like, Ike Athens? And I go, yeah. He's like, you're a fan? I go, well, obviously, fucking wearing yeah. this. He goes, you got two of my uh, national team players on there. And right away, I knew it was Mexican. Yeah. I was like, Orbelin Pineda and Pizarro. He's like, fuck yeah. And then we started talking about soccer. I was like, this is amazing. Nobody here in Montreal gives a shit or knows. Yeah, this yeah. random guy in an airport, he knew my players. He knew about the Greek league, what's happening. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm actually like, this is kind of like sacrosanct, but um, I, I do not really like the U.S. team. I never The national have. team? No, like I, you don't root for them. No, I I'm coming around because they're becoming a better kind of more like I, I'm starting to like the style of play. But when I grew up, the the way that the American team it, it looked like they got like an old Ajax training tape, and they just you know they just chose kids from the ODP, which is the Olympic Development Program, which only rich kids can pay into, oh. and it was just boring. It was like watching a college game for so long, and was never inventive. Sure, we made it to a couple quarterfinals. Yeah, that's nice. But it was like until now where it's like really showing kind of like the talent and like, you know, like if an American team is going to win, it's going to have to be like flashy, kind of like how our NBA teams play, you know, like it's got to be like show our athletic ability. I don't want to see a bunch of fucking white dudes playing the fundamentals like it's and that same. doesn't work in international soccer. No. You get smoked. Yeah. So the longest time I rooted for uh, Mexico, El Tri. But I'm, I'm. I don't blame you, but Mexico's a fucking good team. Yeah, and then now I fucking I love Canada, man. I saw all oh, the young guys. Yeah. yeah, I saw Anthony Davies, or is it Antonio Davies? Antonio Davies, and there's the other one um, who plays in uh, in Germany. But the Davies I saw play in Vancouver when he was still a Whitecap, and it was like so obvious. It was like, oh, this kid's special. And then like I, literally like a month later, he was on Bayern. It was it was great. There's the other one in Germany, bro. What the fuck's his name? I think I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name right now. But he's fucking... Uh, I didn't like Canada either. And then I started seeing these young guys. And, but I knew... I, I said it a few years ago on a podcast. The future superpowers of soccer were going to be Canada, the US, and Turkey. Yeah. Based on the demographics, number one, Canada and the US. But Turkey, because of they were pumping so much money into their youth programs. Yeah. They really wanted it to be a matter of national pride. 
and it's showing now. Is that is that like uh, taboo for you to say as a as a Greek man? To yeah, to, to but I'm just you know I go with the truth. Like I know what's <laughs> happening in soccer. You know where Greece fell behind, where they weren't putting enough money and and effort into uh, like the younger generation. It was only the individual soccer teams that were doing it. Yeah, but like like they say, Ajax has their development program, which isn't that good. Or Panathinaikos, they're good for Greece, but. Not as much money as the Turks are putting, the Italians are putting. So I saw that, and they're fucking, I think they're 50 million people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a future superpower. And that's what's happening now. Their national team is doing well. Their players are playing internationally. They're yeah. doing fine. There's some amazing, uh, you know, I mean, especially Germany. and uh, Germany's full of Turks. Yeah, the Swedes, you know, the any of those Northern European countries, fully full of Turkish people. But, you know, I was an Arsenal fan, so Urzel was, like, such a big uh, presence on our team. We never really, like... You know, we didn't win any huge pieces of hardware with him, but he was so good. Um, s- such a bummer that he <laughs> ended up having uh, Erdogan in his uh, wedding <laughs> ceremony. Oh, did he? Yeah, if you I go online, Erdogan. he's uh, he's like he has Erd- Erdogan, however you say it, uh, in his he's like in his wedding party, and it's ah, like, bro, but come he, on, man, what do you want the guy to do too? Because that's not a country that you can. But fu- he's not Turkish. He doesn't have to fuck with that. Well, technically, he's German, but he's. <laughs> yeah. It's like, for example, I was born here. I'm Greek. Yeah. At the end of the day, he wants to go to Bodrum. That's it. He oh. wants to go to Bodrum for chill. the summer. You know, so he's he's got to play nice. He, he, oh, he, oh, this is gonna interest you. This summer, we might we might see a crazy event happen. So the Euro uh, qualifiers are mostly done. Mm-hmm. Poseidon, bring up Euro 2024 group stage, just so I could show what I'm talking about. I'm so excited for this. This we opening game. We might have a fucking war in Germany. Oh my god! You're gonna see why. So, click on uh, standings on the blue. Okay, scroll down. I'm, uh, you want me to show people? Too, I'm already seeing, yeah, yeah, show people. I'm too. already seeing Croatia and Albania in yes. the same group. That's beautiful. That's very beautiful. The Italians as well. Slovenia, Serbia. That's that's got to have some Balkan Balkan blood in the game. Yep. 100%, but oh, not that bad. Group D is not finished. Group E is not finished. So Group E. Uh, sorry, Group F, okay? Turkey, Portugal, Czech Republic. There's a the fourth team missing, right? Yeah. So Greece is one of those teams that could qualify. Holy they have shit. to beat Kazakhstan uh, in two months. Uh-huh. And then it, within that same week, if they go to that final, it will be Georgia. It's basically teams that on paper, Greece should win. Yeah. Greece wins. The last spot they take is in Group F. If Greeks, Greece takes that Group F spot, oh. opening... Opening match of a gr- Group F is Turkey, Greece, in Dortmund. Oh, my God. Uh, click on Turkey. I think it's Dortmund. The streets are going to burn. Dude, it's, it's filled with Turks and Greeks that live in Germany. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be insane. They don't fuck around. I, that's you a, see the TBD right there, Poseidon? Down? Yeah. Down left? Down there? Yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, click on that. Uh, they're not telling you. They're but. Not tell- but I think it was Dortmund. Or it was one of the big. Oh, yeah. There. Signal Iguna Park. Yeah, go down. Click on it. Yeah, see if they yeah. click on it and then see if there's a um, if there's a uh, what do you call it a, a yeah don- Dortmund there it's Borussia yeah, where right they play That's yeah the address and then uh, see how how close all the uh, donair spots are <laughs> <laughs> dude so this is gonna be a crazy no one's even thinking about it because Greece hasn't qualified yet but this is gonna be a crazy opening match dude this is it's gonna be insane so right across the street there's yeah. A- Ten falafel places. Bosporus yeah. <laughs> restaurant. That's gonna be. They're gonna, have to, they're gonna have to put up sandbags outside of that. Thing. <laughs> no. It's gonna be insane, Poseidon. That's because it's not just a lot of fans that are happy. There's gonna be a lot of fanatical uh, nationalists too that go yeah, to these fucking games. Course. It's gonna yeah, be insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because um, I, I I love that about I, I mean if I if I could have my druthers, I would live in Europe. I, I prefer it, you know, London way more than I prefer the U.S. Um, but I love those little like pockets. Like I was in Amsterdam in um, June doing shows, and they were telling me about during the World Cup, like when Morocco won, they just. Moroccan dudes just started wiling in Rotterdam, just like, you know, m- motorcycles down the middle of the street, I like cars on fire. I love that stuff. We we did it here, too. When I was 18, uh, Greece won the Euro. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Dude, this, this, city, this city has so many Greeks. Yeah. It was, dude, fire trucks we're talking about. People on top of fire trucks. It was, it was like a parade all the way till 2 in the morning. Yeah. And in different parts of the city. <gasps> It was crazy. I remember being 18, my face painted, flags everywhere. I, I love that about I love that about um, Canada. You guys really like let people kind of retain their culture. In the U.S., they kind of it all gets a little washed down. You know, you get kind of like Americanized. Yeah, you get Americanized up here. Like it's like because I hang out with that kid Sam Adama when I'm up here, and he just, oh yes. He always shows me like all the mob spots, the yeah, Italian yeah, yeah. restaurants, and he's talking about like the Italian circuit of comedy that he he'll go out to Toronto to do like a <laughs> Italians only show, the Wop Fest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I uh, one of my very first like professional gigs in Canada was with a famous Greek comedian, um, big guy, Angel Tsourouhis. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, when I was like a few years into comedy, he had seen me. And he made me open for him in Ottawa and in Montreal, I remember. He but made it, you? Well, like he, he, he asked me <laughs> to open for him. And it was weird for me because our crowds were different. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a club, co- I, I, you know, uh, dark stuff. I'll yeah, talk yeah. about life. Whereas him is very Greek. What's the deal with Feta? Yeah, yeah. So I remember the clash of me in, in Ottawa. It went great because I think it's mostly politicians. So they kind of like needed that kind of edge. Darkness, yeah. Here, I remember in Laval, it was mostly old people. Oh, yeah. So when I went on, it was, and I knew it, I go, this isn't my crowd. <laughs> and I start talking about my buddy in prison, sucking dicks or whatever. And you could just see the horror yeah. in their face of what the fuck is happening. It's so <laughs> it's so funny because we don't like, you know, uh, Stav was joking a little bit about it in his last special. He's talking about how like somebody said Greeks aren't white. And he was like, no, we are. And, and then he like went to Greece and he was like, you might have a point. Dude, um, I had an argument. Do you know Chris Ramsey? The name's really familiar. So Chris Ramsey's a big magician, but he also does comedy. Uh-huh. We, he, he he We just announced it last month on Two Drink Minimum, me and Mike Ward, we have this podcast for a couple of years. Yeah. He's the he's the third he's the third one. He's the new host. Yeah. So we added him on. Very, very fun guy. Like 7 million YouTube subscribers. He Holy goes shit. With these uh, puzzles that he unlocks. He's a f- super, super awesome dude. We had an argument on a podcast before the special came out where he was like, you're white. And I was like, oh, I'm white now. Yeah, because you guys need me because you fucked it up with everyone. Yeah, <laughs> but you weren't considering us. You weren't telling me I was fucking white a few years ago. No, no, I was other. And then he's like, "That's not true." And then when Stavros he texted me because he was watching the special. Yeah, and he goes, "Did you watch Stavros' special?" I go, "Yeah, I gotta support the homies." I go, "Of course." And he's like, "I saw the Greek part." He goes, "I didn't," because he didn't know it. That's how he felt. Because people keep telling us for years we're not white, yeah. and then randomly now you need more members on the squad because you fucked it up with everyone. Now we're white. I think I don't know, mind it, but dudes, make up your fucking mind. It's like prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to pick a side. Yeah, but it's funny because we don't. I, I think the general American, you know, the average American, unless they're from Queens or like Chicago, maybe. Uh, I'm trying to think of other towns. Boston might have a Greek neighborhood. Yeah, Boston has some Greeks too. Um, but we we don't really like. We just know about the food. That's it. We don't know about the culture. We don't know like. You know, like, I think if you ask the average American, like, what does a Greek look like, like, compared to another kind of culture, they'd be like, uh, Italian? Yeah. You know? 
but it's like you know i generally i in until you started speaking i wouldn't know that you were from anywhere else you know See? i'd be like yeah this canadian guy he's probably named simon so, or also uh my the fuck up with me is the accent yeah you have an accent and it's a weird one because it's not a canadian accent so canadians are like where the fuck is this guy from yeah it's not a montreal accent you're gonna hear montrealers speak today yeah, yeah. and you're gonna get it so it's a I'm going to tell you what it is. It's a Park X. It's a Park X Greek accent. There's a neighborhood here called Park <laughs> really? X. It's, it's the, the accent from there. So people from here kind of know it. They're yeah. like, okay, are you from Park X? Like, they'll get it. Anyone else in Canada, I'll go, they'll ask, where are you from? I was in West Virginia for my buddy's wedding once. Uh-huh. And I remember in a Walmart, I was just asking a question and it came to my accent. She's like, where are you from? They're like, from New York. You're from Brooklyn. What accent is that? <laughs> and I go, it's, uh, it's not from Brooklyn, New York. You have an accent. You sound different. You don't sound like you're from me. And they had a heavy accent. I go, I sound normal. I'm telling you, you have a fucking accent. And she's like, No, it's like a New York. It's not a New York accent. It's, and then I'm like, Oh, it's a Park X accent. That's yeah. why it just sounds weird to everyone, and they don't know where it's from. Yeah, I like how you guys. Um, I like that too, because Sam was. I was trying to get him to explain the the French Canadian accent. That's a me. different accent. Because, you know, I've seen French people tell a French Canadian person to speak English. <laughs> yeah. Like out of, I think it's like more being assholes. Yeah, they don't, know? they make fun of the Quebec French. Yeah. And the Quebec French, they do the same towards them. They have like this rivalry and they pretend like they can't understand. That's Quebec. what it was. He was, he was, he was kind of being like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But Sam did it and it's like a very anglicized French. And then you're also in Park X, you're mixing in Greek, I'm guessing yeah. too. And Pig Latin, a lot of Pig Latin. Pig Latin. Yeah. And like, a lot of, uh, par- so I found out there's words that I thought were Piglet, and then I found they're just in Park X. For example, <laughs> fees. Yeah, means fees. So fees means father. Oh, really? And I thought everyone knew that, but Park X is we're so fucked up that we'll say, let's say fees, yeah. which already is a made up word, and then pig Latin size it. So we'll say isfe. No one is gonna know what the fuck isfe is. That's the most confusing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> do you know? Do you know when I realized? It was before, it was in like 20, t- I was working, I used to work in video games. Yeah. And I remember we were in a meeting, I was a project manager. And I said something like, yeah, it's Isfe. And the whole room stopped and they were like, what? I go, it's Isfe. And they're like, what do you say? I don't understand. What-. They were all panicking and I go, Isfe. And then I was like, and then I started to think about it, I go, Isfe. Oh, it's probably, they don't know Pig Latin, but fees. And like, I don't know what the fuck fees is. And I was like, holy shit, this is retarded. This makes no sense. Yeah. How the hell have I lived my whole life doing this? God, this is, it's a confusing place. <laughs> this is a confusing town. I love it though. I, I you know, I, I've, I've done the New York thing. I've seen all that, what we got, you know, I've met the, the weird, uh, Uzbeki people, you know, I need a new kind of like demographic. Oh, uh, we're the about. weird ones. Okay. Um, oh, we're, we're a lot of fun though. I think I'm coming back in July. So I'll like, this will be my little brief festival. Trip. Yeah. I'm going to, oh, we're going to have festival. some fun. Yeah. We're going to have some fun. I think I'm going to be here for a minute too. Good. Okay, we're gonna do shit while you're here. Yeah, I would love to. I, I still haven't jumped in the river. Is that like a toxic? You don't have waste to jump thing? in the goddamn river. Everyone, we have. There's news stories every day that there's too. What is there? I don't recommend it. Too much birth control found. There's full semen. Of cum. It's full of cum. The the river's full of cum. The river's full of cum. We had, dude. He had a Sorry meltdown on another podcast. That's he had okay. a <laughs> he had a meltdown about it because he found out that in like a lot of soups in restaurants and Jesus in chicken sandwiches, there's like cum and raccoon. Jizz or whatever the fuck pigeon there was shit. pigeon p- pigeon shit and fe- well, how's and it lo- getting? Is it just through the water? <laughs> that was my question also. <laughs> Dude, he started. Did they leave like, it under a, a, a an <laughs> eve? But I had okay, so I'm he not started crazy. screaming. He's like, question. he's like, is this on purpose? How are you collecting so what much bird fuck? shit? <laughs> 
I'm gonna show you the video after. You're yeah, he out. panicked. Uh, it made it made my day really. I like the panicking. <laughs> so don't don't eat soups in fucking restaurants. Yeah. Is what I learned. Yeah, and there's raccoon gonna, come. I I was gonna do that surfing in the river the last time I was here, <laughs> but now I'm not gonna do it if it's a river of cum. It's a river of cum, bro. You might get pregnant. <laughs> there's a lot of semen, and you have a French baby. It's so funny because you know I think as New Yorkers we're like ah Montreal, you know they're doing their gay French thing or something like that. That happens as well. But but then you like since I've gotten to know Montreal, uh, you know, I, I learned about the mob. Yeah, a lot of mob people are getting shot outside of their bootleg Gucci stores or whatever, and then <laughs> you know that's so specific that's and it's accurate. It's so accurate. <laughs> yeah, Sam's sending me the news stories. <laughs> yeah, that's why. And then uh, you know, you guys get corrupt food. You know, everything corrupt everything. All that I fucking love it, dude. I like a gritty city. This is great. It's it's a shitty Gotham City. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a good, it's got so much good in it. Yeah. Like, you got good food, too. You've got fun places, good hangs, underground, a lot of underground clubs or, what do we call them? Speakeasies. Yeah, yeah. Speakeasies. After hours. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. When you know the right people, like, fun, you have a great fucking time in the city. It's just, it's corrupt as a motherfucker. Yeah. I got hit on here the last time I was here, which doesn't happen a lot because I'm, you know, 41-year-old white dude. It's going to keep happening. And um, that's because you're exotic here. Yeah, I, I told I told my wife I was like a lady hit on me, and she was like, "All right, you're not allowed back in Montreal." I think she forgot, you know, the pregnancy. Wait, now she's gonna remember. She's gonna be, wait a second. Where did I send him? Fucking, he's getting laid. You're in trouble. Come home right now. Drive home. I um, when I were you originally from New York? No, I'm from Seattle. Okay. So when I started comedy, I started when I was in college up on um this town called Bellingham, which is about 20 miles from the border of Canada. And so when I started, I would drive 90 miles one day a week to do an open mic in Seattle. And then on Wednesdays, I would drive 60 miles to Vancouver to do, cause it was like, it must've been 2004. You didn't need a passport still. You could just, yeah, the good old days, driver's license. You go, just yeah. Driver's license. I remember one time I used to be a huge stoner in college and we were driving, um, we were driving across the border and we just smoked a joint and the car reeked. And these border guards, they took us aside and they searched the car and they found some weed. And they said, you're all under arrest and we're going to take the car. And they, they went over this. It was like probably an hour that they did this where we were just all panicking, sitting in this cell going like, fuck, man, college is over. And then they came in and they go, we're fucking with you. You guys can go. What? No way. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was actually like a pretty good prank. That's now a that, good story. Now that's that like, I'm 41, I was like, that's a good one. Yeah, my buddy killed himself, but I have a fucking, <laughs> I got the tale of tales. It was worth it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did yeah. you, what was your influence? Uh, I'm curious since you're in Seattle, now you're in New York. Did, what were you influenced by comedy wise? Who was your influence? And did your style differ from other Seattle comics, let's say when you're starting out? No, I don't. I think I was of the camp of copy everything until you kind of sound unique. Um, I mean, my big influences, unfortunately, because I think it made me start from a deficit, was I, I really loved Stanhope. That was like the first guy. That's someone like, to love, bro. Yeah, I, I started after watching a Bill Hicks DVD 
and then I and then I kind of started to watch more and more and I saw Stanhope and um you know a couple years later uh Louis but it was like I always leaned towards the guys that were darker and yeah. more kind of vulgar and stuff like that which you know now that I've been doing it long enough it would have been way better to have started with, you know loving Brian Regan because oh. I would have worked so much more with that clean shit do you ever think about like so you know can you've seen when I say Canadian comedy mm-hmm. stand up, you know what I mean when I say right. You know the like, yes. The, okay, I didn't have that growing up. So before I got into stand up, like my big in high school, the big special it, it was Eddie Murphy. So Eddie yeah. Murphy's the one that like oh my god. And then after all, I was motivated by and influenced by was New York comedy and mm-hmm. Boston comedy. Yeah, I would listen to Opie and Anthony on the race series while I was working. So I didn't know what Canadian comedy was like. Hey, what's up? I didn't know about that <laughs> shit. So when I started doing stand up, I sounded different here because everyone's like, yo, this guy's insane. Because I sounded like the way they would in New York or about the same type yeah, of material. Yeah. And I would find their comedy, the Canadian comedy, alien to me, yeah. which was good and bad at the time. And it ended up working in my favor when I, like my buddy Mike Ward, he's he's like the biggest comic in, in Canada. He's, he's the guy in French. He's, yeah. He's, we sold out the the Bell Center for a oh, live shit. podcast. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it man. was insane. So him, when, how I met him was, it was I was even thinking of stopping comedy. Imagine because yeah. it's very hard to make it as a comic here. It's and, a nightmare when you get older too, because oh, you're like, I don't want a roommate. Yeah, what am I doing? Yeah. So I, I was driving this gig. It was the middle of winter, and it was at a bike shop. It didn't even matter. I was like, should I call and cancel? Like I've never canceled a gig. I shouldn't do this. I'm gonna go do the gig. I show up there, and Mike was also booked. No one knew. And, you know, he's a big star. And what he was mostly doing backstage was just observing everyone. Yeah. And he saw me. He had gotten an offer from Compound Media, from Anthony Cumia, to start a new podcast. And he had tried with different people here. And there was no chemistry. It didn't work. And then the way he describes it is he goes, I was watching him. <laughs> the way he was interacting, he sounded like an American. He was fucking with He was bullying all these people, but in a funny way. He sounded yeah, like a mobster, yeah. you know. And he w- he didn't sound like a Canadian comic. And he saw one line. There was a girl. She, I don't know why she was being weird with everyone. And she was explaining mansplaining. Mm-hmm. So I was fucking with her. I go, what is that? <laughs> and she's like, it's when a man explains that. And I go, sweetheart, <laughs> right away. <laughs> sweetheart, do you mean to say condescending? Yeah. There's a word for it. It's condescending. And she's like, are you fucking mansplaining, mansplaining? And he <laughs> saw this interaction. He's like, this guy's insane. So he said, then he saw me do stand up. And then the next day he's like, look, I got this offer. I tried with different comics, but it doesn't work because the New York crowd is like, they don't like the Canadian stuff. Can yeah. we try to do a podcast? That's how we became friends and started podcasting. So it was a bit of a, it hurt me initially that I sounded different. I was influenced by America and those comics. Yeah. And in the end, it's kind of what gave me a career afterwards because I started working with Mike and then leave the city, go to different places, do stuff, do the podcast. But initially, it was a, a bit of a handicap because I was so different than everyone else. It was kind of like, why does he sound like that? Yeah, I think that I, um, <clears throat> I, I definitely started like in a handicap in the sense that I, at first I was dark like way too dark before, like, you know, didn't know what I was doing and was just trying to be as like, you know, as awful as I could. Cause I loved these guys. I loved Stanhope and I wanted to be like a, a troublemaker. I'm going to push a, it. You know, I'm going to be like the, the, I'm going to move the needle, so to speak. And then I moved to LA. I moved first to New York and then I moved to LA and then I was in LA for a long time. And in LA, I like, I got into that thing where all of a sudden it was not okay to say stuff. Right. And I believed it too, you know, like I was like, well, shit, I guess I shouldn't say that stuff anymore. And when I moved back to New York in 2018, it was kind of like, wait a second, this is all horseshit. Like I, if it's funny, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, like if it's not funny and it's offensive, then I'll get in trouble. But if it's funny, people probably will, if it's funny enough, they'll go around it. And also 
who gives a shit? You know, I'm not inciting violence. You know, I don't make fun of like handicapped trans people that are, you know, being murdered. That's not my thing. No, I'm murdering them. Yeah. And I, I'm beating them up behind the nightclubs just so they know. Cause I can't figure out how to write the joke, but you know, um, but I think, yeah, I think it's like, um, sometimes that like that asset is that thing that hurts us at first. You know, there's a lot of guys, there's a guy in New York. That's like one of the funniest human beings I've ever come across this guy, Daniel Simonson, and he's a Norwegian guy. And, um, he, he blew up in England and, um, probably could have had a very lucrative career in England. He'd like won all the awards. Um, but he was like, I want to do the New York thing. So he moved to New York and, um, he's, he's, he's always been like a, a fan favorite and he's starting to kind of, Get, like Burt Kreischer's been bringing him around and Louis used him a couple times in, on his European tours. Good for him. Yeah, but he's like, you know, when he tells jokes, he's like, hello, my name is Daniel and I am not very likable. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's a, it's like a very, st- you know, and I think it, to start like that, that's probably got to be pretty fucking hard. But now it's like so unique that every single time he goes on stage, people are like, my favorite guy was that guy. And I think it's just because he's so memorable. Also a great writer, but you know. But that's good. You, you you said something that I haven't heard, and and it's fucking smart. Is that at first that difference is our handicap? Because that's what it was for me. But I never I could never express it. In the beginning, that was kind of no. I was getting booked a lot. Yeah. Because I was still funny, but it was just oof. Maybe uh, that's too much for this type of crowd. You know, you're more of a club comic. I yeah. would hear that a lot, and I'd be like, I'm just a comic. It's not yeah, a yeah. like I'm just trying to be funny. Well, that's the great thing about like I wish I would have kind of like read the tea leaves with what's happening because like. You know, that's the nice thing now is that that thing that kind of barred entry to certain things for such a long time where it was like, oh, he's a great comic, but like he's not right for this TV show or he's not right for like he said that thing. And so we can't have him like on the writing staff because it would be like kind of problematic or whatever. Well, now it's like, okay, like you, um, you know, you just do your podcast, you do your, your YouTube show, you do your Patreon, whatever, and you can make a pretty great fucking living. You know, this is, I keep on telling people this story because it's embarrassing. Um, when I was like, I don't know, maybe 30 years old, this like a decade ago, I, I would, I'd done comedy in DC for a while. And so I'd go down there a lot to work out new material so that I didn't bomb in front of everybody in New York. And, um, I got to know Stavros. I got to know Nick Mullen. I got to know Adam Friedland. I got to know Brandon Wardell. All these kids are like a decade younger than me. And they're all assholes. They're all the worst behaved kids. They all get stoned in green rooms and they bring in underage friends to watch <laughs> the shows. And they, they're just jerks. Uh, and I remember going to like some of them and being like, you guys got to get it together. Like you're going to, you know, if you burn your bridge with these guys, you're not going to be able to work anywhere. Cut to a decade later. They're all like people who I'm like, can I open for you on the road? I would love the opportunity. And it's just because they didn't fold. No, they fucking stuck to it. And God bless them. Uh, I think that's something, you know, you don't know it at the time. I never met Nick Mullen. I've only seen him online. Uh-huh. He's a funny motherfucker. He's an evil genius. Yeah. That, that kid, um, I don't think he, I don't know if he cares about stand-up, like in the sense like that he cares about doing it. He's he's amazing at it. It's, it's, it's second nature, so I think he fucking cares at some point. He was somebody who, I was in D.C. and I was probably two years into stand-up and I was working at the DC improv, like as an employee and, um, they taught a class there. And this guy who taught it was a vet, a vet road dog, this guy named Matt Kazam. And he comes in one day and he goes, this kid, he's, he's better than all of us. And I go, what do you mean this kid? 
He goes, this is a 17-year-old kid that signed up for my class. He's better than all of us. And it was Mullen. And Mullen had done it like, you know, probably three times at that point. He would be so embarrassed that I was telling this story. But it was like one of those things where it's just extra, you know, it's it's not about writing or hard work. It was just something, a muscle that he had right away. That's you know? fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, it might have, I don't know him well enough to know if it'll embarrass him or not, but it's a fucking... He deserves his praises. That's a good fucking story. Yeah. I mean, I also came up with uh, Rory Scovel. I don't know if you've seen Rory, but like... I've seen him. Different kind of beast, but just improvises it all, right? Like he just makes it up on the spot. And I remember we were just at an open mic and he just like was like, you know, what? I'm not going to bring a set list on stage. And we were like, that's crazy, dude. Okay, good luck. Destroyed. Just as good as he is now. It was just like he turned it on one day. So... I've been around a lot of really successful people. How, oh, shit. I, I don't know why I didn't even think about this. So you said your wife's a writer uh, on SNL? Yeah. Was she around uh, during the Shane Gillis stuff? No, she was, I mean, she was around New York. Friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all friends with Shane. Uh, I mean, I'm not that close with him, but he's a nice, nice, uh, he's nice to everybody. I, I like Shane a lot. The the time I, I had seen him before. I had seen him on, uh, he would make like these it was a podcast that was also on Compound Media when we were on yeah, Compound Media. Yeah, with uh, exactly. Tommy Papa, yeah. And I remember telling people, like, oh, this guy's, fu- this is, this guy's a fucking, there's something about this guy. And then I had met him at Just for Laughs the year right before, um, that year, actually, I think when he got picked up at SNL, it was that summer. Yeah. Uh, right before anything JFL happened. And he kind of got picked at JFL. He was amazing. Everyone was talking about him. Yeah. Like all the real people were talking about him. And then I think the media here was kind of ignoring. They were talking about other people. They were refusing to mention him. I remember the whole thing in the summer. So we were just shooting the shit. And I, you know, he's one of those guys I could feel it when I was talking about this fucking guy. If people would just know how funny he is, it's going to blow up. He ended up blowing up. And then the whole thing happened, which was a big piss off. Yeah. I, the reason why I was asking you this, I was bringing it up, is do you know how she feels in terms of, I know she works there, but like is the feeling. At SNL right now, seeing the shit that he's doing in the sketches, like okay, maybe we were a bit too hasty. I I don't I don't know. I I mean I think the the thing is is that I, I mean first of all they wouldn't say it. I don't think I don't I wouldn't know if they would tell anybody. But I think more than anything, knowing Shane, that's like the best thing that ever could have happened to him. You know, hundred because it it put him in people's radar where when he did finally launch that it was like okay, I'm going to put out this special and Joe Rogan's going to have me on. And I'm already, I've already got some buzz around me because I'm great and I've had this thing happen to me. Um, but I talked to him, you know, it was so funny because I talked to him, we're not close or anything, but I would see him at the table at the cellar and um, he was talking about how, you know, he was just like devastated, devastated by getting fired. And then um, he had the special and he was like, I don't know. I might, you know, I'm going to put this thing out. I don't know if it's good or anything like that. And then it's like, you know, 30 million views later. Like it was just like one of those, I don't, you know, he's a, he's a really humble, nice guy. So, but he's one of those naturally, everything you see on his specials, he's one of those naturally funny dudes. You see it in the sketches too. He just has it. Yeah. Yeah. He, you want him around cause he's going to make something a bit funny. Yeah. He was, I mean, he, the first time I saw him, I was like, holy Holy shit, you know? The be- the the thing that made me very happy was uh, we were talking about on the podcast when he came. Remember when he came out with a sketch show? Uh, fucking, I was watching it too with, uh, with his buddy. Keeves. Yes. Yeah. The first thing that we said, and then it, the media said the exact same thing, was, dude, he just made the sketches that SNL, let's say, could have had. or He showed why they hired him yeah. without saying there's a reason why it was there. His work spoke for itself. Like, this is why it was on there. Yeah. This is why they hired me in the first place. Look at what I can do. Yeah, he's he's special. And I mean, like, uh, that whole crew of, like, Philly guys, like, they're so, there's so many good guys out of there. And they're all, like, 
great to each other. I've never seen a scene like that. Like, like everybody in New York from Philly is friends still. And they all like have friends in Philly and they bring them up. I mean, a lot of them have migrated to Austin just cause yeah. there's so much opportunity down there, but it's crazy. I mean, Shane is like, you know, special. That's not like a, I, I'm sure he works hard, but that's not just a hard work thing. That's like a, no, no, he's got, there's, yeah, there's some hard work, but you could see there's, I, I like those people that you see. It's like an instinct. They right away, they find the funny. Yeah. They're going to it. They're rare. Yeah. But combined with the work and everything. Yeah, I, amazing. I want to uh, like I, I I'm always jealous of those guys that never they never get in the weeds. Cause, like you guys are like podcasters. Like you know how like occasionally sometimes you'll like you'll be podcasting and you'll you'll say something like um, where it'll just be like something serious comes up and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like an hour later we've been talking about this serious thing and it's like that's not what I'm I'm not here for this you know and I do that all the time it's like a mistake I make and I I listen to Shane's pod and they never it's always just some stupid thing where he had to take a shit in a in a airplane bathroom <laughs> you know he was like he you know he was like with a bunch of NFL players on a private jet or something and he had to take a shit and it was embarrassing like it's always dumb and really funny and I I'm so envious of that you know same because it happens to me too where I'll just get into and then sometimes I'll be like do we release this fucking episode yeah we spent a half hour Talking about, I don't know, a murder or yeah, something. Yeah. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, I had a guy once, a comic who, I don't know how it came. Uh, David Pride, he's one of the best writers in case. He's, he's a hilarious guy. Older man. And I brought up, do you remember this? It was the Eiffel Tower. There was a guy, uh, an Austrian in the 1900s, uh-huh. who wanted to prove that he, he could have a flying suit. And he so he jumped off, but he just plunged to his death. So we're watching <laughs> this guy die. And he's like, after like a few minutes, he's like, we've just been looking at Austrian murders and referencing Hitler. Because what kind of podcast is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It can happen to the best of us. Yeah, you know? it was not purpose. I thought it would be funnier. He said, like, you thought it would be funnier to watch a guy plunge to his death? Yeah, if you, sp- if you spend enough time on Wikipedia, you'll become a neo-fascist. It'll happen. <laughs> it just, it just, plus then it made me think, these Austrians back in that time were very wacky. They yeah. all had these weird ideas. I love that back in the day, that was like a big thing. Like everybody wasn't, you know, that, that was like almost the equivalent of you know, podcasting or, or Netflix special was like getting a flying suit off. If you could fly back in like 1905, people were, you know, you were getting all the pussy. Dude, you were Batman. <laughs> what a concept though. I have a question. Mm. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the politics of the teams in Greece? The big three, like is one, the working class is one. The, yeah, yeah. Always. So my team is actually the, and I hate when they bring politics into soccer. So I don't, I don't accept it. But the fanatical group and all that, they're more left-leaning. Oh, really? Yeah, they're they're the ones with like the Antifa stuff, yeah, yeah. which is crazy because I don't like Antifa. I, I don't like Antifa because they do fascist stuff. Yeah. And I don't like the right either. And um, Is that Olympiacos? Olympiacos is more right-leaning too. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you could like a team and not... I, I don't like the extreme politics of anything because they're yeah. all extreme. Yeah. So they just hate the other side. Yeah. So I, I, mean, don't I don't like any of that shit. I don't think I would do well with any, you know, I drink a lot of Starbucks. I don't think I'd do well with any of the ultras, you know? They, I mean, you're <laughs> cheering them on there. They should be good, but it pisses me the fuck off that it's, you have to align politically. So yeah. can't we, can't we just be real people and hate all the politics? Yeah, exactly. Or each other, you know? Yeah, hate each other. I <laughs> I prefer that because I really don't like the, the right left stuff. It really pisses me off because yeah, it's so, it's so um, like generalizing. Like, so you right now, I don't know, I find out you voted for Trump or for Biden. I'm going to have to adjust my attitude. Oh, this yeah. fucking, on what? You could vote for Biden just because you're like, I don't know, I want a change. I want a different mix. Yeah. You could vote for Trump because you're like, I don't want to pay too many taxes. It could be as simple as fucking that. I don't have to read into it too much and be like, Biden, 
didn't like black people 30 years ago. So if he voted for Biden, it means he hates black. It's such a fucking yeah, leap. Yeah. I mean, also, you got to be pretty brain dead to like Biden. I'm not I'm not conservative at all. I'm very left. But like, you know, if you're enthusiastic about Biden, then you, you know, you have a mental illness. Biden isn't enthusiastic about it. He doesn't know where the fuck he is. Yeah, it's it's a sad state of affairs down there. I don't know. Oh, here too. Yeah. Uh, um, you guys had that crackhead. That was pretty cool. In Toronto, he was yeah. a mayor. Uh, what was his name? Steve? Ford. Steve Ford. Doug Ford, I think. Right? Yeah. It was yeah, Doug. I think it was Doug. Ford. Doug Ford. This guy was smoking crack with the homies. He was. He showed up like uh, he did Kimmel or something. Yes. And then he showed up on the comedy store porch. It was great. <laughs> He's taking pictures with all my friends. Dude, he was someone. Uh, yeah. Someone uh, said, "Oh, uh, no, Doug's his brother." Oh, oh Doug's his brother. Who's the? Because they look alike. Rob. Rob. Rob yeah. Rob, Rob Ford. Ford. Yeah, Rob Ford, and he. I remember there was a clip of him. Some lady was saying there was misconduct. He said something about yes. eating her out, and then his response was, "I got enough pussy to eat at home." <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. So great. This guy's amazing. Yeah, I loved him. He was so fun smoking crack too. Just to going straight to the fucking. Yeah, that's awesome. And he would uh, go to the hood and smoke crack. Really? Yeah, he'd go to the projects. That's and like shit. outreach. Yeah, th- there was footage. <laughs> there was footage with him and a bunch of dudes just like on a on a porch in a neighborhood smoking crack and singing. It's like I kind of. This is a real mayor. Yeah, I um, I've never been to um, like I've I've been to Toronto for like one day. I want to I want to see more of it. Toronto's nice. It's a it's a big city. Yeah, it's a they have a they have a lot of comedy. I if mean, you go to Toronto, I'll uh, let me know, or yeah. let's I'll, I'll connect you with whoever I have there. So just for spots and just to fuck around. Yeah, actually, speaking of your buddy Dave Merhej, he's a good dude. Uh, love Dave. Dave is a, one of my legitimately favorite people in comedy. And Admit also, he's a legitimately good dude. He's one of those people. He's one of the people where everything good that happens to him, I'm never like oh, I fucking got a movie. It's like no, no, of no, course I, that's yeah. the nicest dude in comedy. Um, also. Super funny, super talented. But he, I go, hey, man, I'm going to Toronto. What should I do? And he goes, do the comedy bar. And I go, okay, great. And then he goes, you are going to want to do this one, Danforth. And listen, it was a great room. It was a great time. But I'm not Dave. And so I don't have like a little bit of heat on me in my hometown. So it was like asking people to come to like the airport, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, a, a, a decent crowd showed up, but it was not like it would have been downtown. Dave Dave doesn't know that some people aren't as, like, famous as him. Because Danforth so is sweet. the new one. Yes. I went there over the summer. It was It's fucking nice. It's, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful what they did. But it's the same thing. I was asking the guy that books. I go, I, I want to come back to Toronto, do shows. And then he was trying to tell me the difference. And he said the same thing. He goes, just so you know, you're not from Toronto. This is out of the way. Yeah, I knew it was out of the way because it took me, like, a... Fucking 40 minutes to get there on the train or something. And then, you know, people that came who I kind of knew were like, I almost didn't come because this is like not where I hang out, you know. But the other one on Bloor, apparently, even if you haven't sold out day of, you get all these walk-ins, just people wanting to watch yeah. the show, so you always have a good time. I texted him. I was like, what the fuck are you doing to me, man? I'm not I'm not Canadian famous. <laughs> you know? This is yeah. my first time in Toronto. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, that's like uh, that's like if you call Andrew Schultz, like, what should I do in Toronto? He's like, the R- fucking Rogers Center. You got to do the Scotiabank Arena. Do the big stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I love it when big guys don't. You know, I don't. I don't think sometimes people realize like your draw. You know, sometimes they'll just be like, "All right, so if you're gonna go to London, get this car service. You're gonna want this bodyguard. <laughs> Probably play the London Hammersmith. Uh, you, what do you draw? Like seventeen hundred? No, I don't. Not as much as you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. are you fucking insulted? Are you fucking <laughs> right now? What's happening here? But no, it's but it's good to know people, so it helps. Like um, 
So now, like, I have enough friends that either in comedy, they're Toronto people, or they're from here that moved there. Yeah. That, and that always helps when you, because you're not there, bro. You don't, you don't know. Yeah. Like the first time I went to New York, I don't know what the fuck's going. I knew the stuff I heard about, but I was like, "What the? Where is the seller? What's?" Yeah, that's what we get. We get the um, we get that like pipeline from Toronto. You know, we got like Ryan Long, Chad Arena, Danny Polchuk. Yeah, uh, my buddy Daniel Janine, who I think started in the states, so I don't think anybody Toronto side would know him. Um, and then I have a bunch of Vancouver buddies. Um, okay. Yeah. So the only so Vancouver, I th- Dino Archie's from there, right? Uh, well, I think he's technically from California. Oh shit! He's an American. I didn't. You see, that I was. I should have fucking asked him. I, yeah. I had met him this summer, uh, the Nasty Show. Yeah. And he went to do Chris pod, Chris's podcast as well, and he was a fucking cool, dude. And I assumed, in my, I don't know why, I assumed he was from Vancouver. And in my head, it just I left out that I was like, oh, it's a Vancouver guy. Yeah, yeah. And I no, never questioned uh, it. I think he's an American that. Uh, I think he was one of those dudes like this guy, Daryl Lennox used to like just illegally live in Vancouver. I remember he was like, had a whole career up here and he had a girlfriend in Vancouver, but had never done the paperwork. And I remember one time he like went to the border and they're like, where are you staying? He's like, I'm going to this address. And they're like, what's the phone number? And they call the phone number and his answer machine picks up and it's like, Hey, you've reached Daryl and Lisa. (laughs) And they were like, all right, you are not coming. He got like banned from his own home for like a year. That's ridiculous. Um, he's an amazing comic, by the way, Daryl Lennox. Have you ever seen him? I think, I think he's in LA. I don't know where he is now, but, um, Dino's the same way. I think Dino was just living in Canada for years. And then, uh, he's got like a wife and stuff now. He's, he's legit, but I didn't even know he was married. Yeah. Fuck, I, th- I think I don't want to blow up his spot. Ah, good for him. I don't want all the side pieces to find out yeah. the wrong <laughs> way. Um, but yeah, uh, D- uh, Gavin Matz, who is from Vancouver, younger guy, just did a special with, um, all things comedy, Bill Burr's oh, very company, cool. but he's from uh, he's from the the suburbs of I think you call it like I think it's like New Westminster, one of those things, New Brunswick. I don't know. Anyways, one of those neighborhoods, but funny kid, really good friend of mine. What's his name? Gavin Matz. Gavin Matz. Yeah, with a Z or an S. S. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Probably Z if he's like trying to be like extra like hip hop, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> just a big one. I know. Yeah, it's, I, I, you meet these fucking, uh, you know doing the clubs, different cities, you meet these fucking cool dudes. And it, uh, to me, whenever, like, let's say Dino in the summer, right? It's all, and I thought it was from Vancouver. It's always nice to meet someone. You're like, oh, fuck, there's some good people in this fucking industry. Yeah. You know, you can, because some, when I was grow, growing up in comedy, there was also sometimes I'd meet the traveling road comics that would come to the nest and some of them were fucking train wrecks or dicks. Yeah. And it would demotivate me. I'd be like, is that just... Yeah, I think that's, like, that's new. Also, I, I will say this, Canada has a better work ethic around comedy almost i feel like because because most canadian comics want to get to a place where they can get the 01 and then they can go down to the states and work everybody i know that you know i met in vancouver or calgary like they they like they had their eye on the prize like it was like i'm gonna beat canada and i'm gonna go down to the states and i'm gonna make it down there and you know some of them are doing just fine some of them are famous but like Whenever I came up here, I was always blown away by like the the younger guys, like how serious they took it. It's a fucking. There's some really good people from up here. Well, it's because we we're influenced by the states, so yeah. we see that. At least it, this is I'm talking just for me. I don't know yeah. what everyone else is, and I don't want to be second best. No, I especially because I go down a lot. I don't want to be at a club where someone has to say, "Who the fuck is? What was yeah. that? Who let I, this guy?" Out? I don't want that ever. So I was <laughs> like, "No, no, I gotta be peak me." Yeah, you know. Uh, and a lot of people are like that here. They just, they're like, I, I got to grind. I got to be a fucking 
a soldier in this because the second I come in contact with the guys that I see on TV and I can't, I have to be just as good. Yeah. I can't be lower than them. Like, what the fuck are you doing up in Canada? All these what about, so, I mean, there's got to be a certain sector of guys who are just like, I'm a French speaking comic and this is my world. Oh yeah, they here in Quebec. Yeah, because they're not going to France, right? No, they're not. Go sometimes they'll go to France, but there's the star system in Quebec is very so. Quebec is very serious about the culture. Yeah, and the arts, so they take good care of it. So you can be a French only comic that tours just in Quebec mm -hmm. and be a millionaire. Really? Yeah, huge, huge. Wow, I got huge learn French. French. Yeah, that's, and <laughs> the French here in Quebec really appreciate when non-French people make the effort. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Um, Tom Green came to, so there's the Bordel, is, it's a French club. I started yeah. doing English nights there, Tuesday nights. And one of the Tuesday nights we had booked so that Tom Green comes and he just does his hour twice. He had a great fucking time. Yeah. And he told me, I, I called him like two weeks ago and he had said he wants to learn more French because he speaks French because he wants to tour if he can. Yeah. In French. Fucking Tom Green. Yeah. In French on Quebec because he's like, fuck, I, these people really appreciate stand up. And, you know, I know some fucking French. And I know how much fun it is. He keeps hearing from him how much fun it is to do it in French. Yeah. So he wants to make that effort. And they would eat it up. They really go, appreciate it's, that. It's a pretty good-sized province, too. Dude, right? it's 10 million people, but you'd, you'd, it fills up everywhere you go. Like, yeah. I, I'm doing, I'm leaving in February. I'm doing spots, French tour, my tour in French before I do it in English. Uh -huh. And they're all, the tickets are already flying for some Greek guy, an English Greek guy <laughs> from Montreal, to go do French and fuck it seven hours away. Yeah. It's a... Uh, they, they love it. They're big comedy people. Comedy That's is the awesome. biggest uh, art form here. The rock stars yeah. are comedians in Quebec. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is something that took me a while to understand when I started doing it in French, is that they treat comedians here as the rock stars. They're the big stars. They're the celebrities everyone wants to see. They love comedy here. They're big comedy people. Yeah. yeah. I um, uh, I want to... I've only seen Montreal. I want to see, like, uh, Quebec City and all that. Beautiful. You know? Well, the night... Quebec City, beautiful. He, he His girlfriend's from there, so he goes there a lot. How far of a drive is that? Three hours. Uh, yeah. and a half. So, well, I could do it in two. <laughs> when you're really horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speeding, going extra fast. Yeah, three-hour drive, and uh, they have a comedy club there, too. They have some... Van they have a nice little theater that people film their specials at. Oh, that's great. And a lot of... Uh, like, m for example, Mike Ward, he's half, Eng half Anglo, half Franco. Like, uh, his mom's French, his dad's English. Um, there's a big English community, English-speaking community in Quebec. Uh -huh. Actually, the first time, this is the first time I went to Quebec to do my hour. Yeah. I hadn't started doing French comedy yet, but two drink minimum was a thing. Mm -hmm. And we knew that there was a lot of Quebecers watching it. So they're watching English show. So testing out, I said, okay, I'm going to do my hour there. And we sold out my hour in this little club that they have there. And this was in English. Shit. French city, people came out to watch an hour in English because they say, love. I should say married. Right. <laughs> so you can even that's you can even book a place there and do it in English and people yeah. will come out. They're bilingual. People, sp they're 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 more cultured than people think. But there is places in Quebec where they'll be like, I don't understand you, right? There are there are yeah. places that you have to speak French, just like anywhere else. Uh, there's gonna be some places where you can't. Because I've never run into that in Montreal. I've, I've I've run into people who are like, you know, like kind of like brush me off, but I've never been like, I don't know how to buy things at this grocery store type of thing. No, no, they're but bilingual, dude. They're yeah. Here in Montreal, especially, the it's a misconception, but the French people, they, they'll speak both languages. More than the English. There's English people here that won't speak French, yeah. but most of the French people get English. That's so cool. Yeah. Man, you 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 guys in your, what do you speak, three languages? Three languages, yeah. So jealous. Yeah, but I only, but I have an accent in two of them. <laughs> I have an accent in the two that I grew up in and not in the one that I didn't grow up in. Yeah. I have no accent in when I speak Greek. In Greece, they think I'm fucking with them when I'll mention where I'm from. 
Really? Yeah, they'll, I've had conversations like that, and they'll be like, "No, no, like, why are you like? That's I'm not a, stupid." That's such like a Canadian immigrant thing where you like grow up and you probably only spoke French until, or sorry, Greek until you were like five, right? I technically I consumed because of soccer TV. I would watch a lot, but I was always speaking English. Oh, really? I learned French. The first language you learn here is French. Wow. Yet I have a Greek accent in French. In Greek, I don't have an accent, and. I don't have a Canadian accent. I have this fucking weird Park X accent. Well, won't they also, won't the Canadian government like pay for you to like move here if you will agree to speak French or like something? Don't they want more French speakers? They want more French speakers. So the Quebec government, if you can speak French, it's way easier to immigrate here. Oh, so like a West African or West North Africans as well. uh, Haitians, uh, Moroccans, because they speak French because they're nervous about the culture aspect. It's the only French speaking spot in North America. Yeah. They don't want to lose it. So they're very strict on it. Some of the stuff they do is counterproductive. They're too aggressive. Yeah. They had a battle with Burger King once. <laughs> Change it to Roi de Burger. And people were like, dude, it's fuck. It's it's a trademark name. No, we're not destroying the French language. Yeah, yeah. It's called fucking Burger King. And no one's, they go, how are people going to know what, what's in there? Like, Come on, dude. Don't, yeah. don't, don't overdo it. So there's some of that shit, but they do prefer if you speak French, it, it's, it's easier for you. What about the French comics? Can the French comics come here? From France? Yeah. Oh, they do all the time. And they that they never get the hard like the you guys are never like speak fucking Quebecois. I make fun of them because I'm not Quebecois. Yeah. So I'll say stuff like we had a French comic and I was just fucking with her at the but I I tell her oh so you're from Paris she's like yeah I'm from outside of Paris and I go do you speak English she's like a little bit of English I go but you're from Paris so you speak Arabic and then <laughs> she'd get upset she'd be like no I don't speak I'm not Arab and I go I know it was a joke because yeah, it's yeah. full of Algerians that, yeah, that was yeah. the whole anyways so little things like that but their their humor some of them they're good. And some of them, and I, it's it's that fucking slapsticky one man show yeah. type of shit, and it pi- the monologues, and it pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, that's what I ran into. I mean, England's got like so many great comics, but uh, there is this thing where like their culture is lined up. the 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 way you do it is that you do this show, you do your one man show, and then you work it out until it's ready for Edinburgh, and then you go showcase it at Edinburgh or other festivals, but really Edinburgh, and that's like. That's how you cut your teeth there. That's how you break into the industry is you win Edinburgh, right? But, like, it's not, like, we just don't do that in the States. We don't, like, go, like, oh, I'm going to do this hour about the time my dad slapped me in the grocery store or whatever it is. You know, like, it's, like, we just tell jokes. and Yeah, I'll tell a bit about that, and then I'll move on. Yeah, yeah. They love to fucking be, like, the thing about being molested. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, all right, there's a good bit. And it's the whole thing. It yeah. ends. It's like, and now I'm over it. It's yeah. like, this isn't stand up. Yeah. At one point, they're crying. And another part, they're having a soliloquy with a dead relative, you know? For me, at least, it's not stand up. But there's people who go, that's the only stand up I can watch. I mean, I think there's like, I'm never going to be like, that's not stand up. But, uh, you know, sometimes I'll be like, that's not funny, you know? I'm with you. So, uh, you know what else I say many times? That's not funny to me, but I could see why that's funny for people who like that type of humor. I get it, yeah. and it's good for that. But because of the way my brain is wired, I, I can't laugh at it, but I respect it. I know that if my brain was wired differently, that's a good fucking joke. Yeah, like, yeah. I could respect a well-crafted joke, even if it's not my type of humor. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think hopefully, like, people are at that point now where it's like, you know, this is like, this isn't my thing, but I can, like, recognize the talent in it. I mean, like, for the longest time... I think comedy was just like, people would just be like, we're going to comedy. Yeah. And you're like, well. What does that mean? 
what's the comic like? And they're like, I don't know, just going to the comedy club. And you're like, well, do you have any interest in what they say? Or, you know, we'll find out, you know, we're going to go spend $60 to find out if we like this. And now it's like, people are like, oh, I like this guy because he's this kind of comic. I've seen all his stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I like that we have the ability now to choose. Yeah. Plus we get people that come out that really appreciate what the fuck we do. I mean, that's the main thing I like is that people come out and they don't, they're not like, wait a fucking second. I thought this was going to be this nice guy talking about his wife, yeah. you know? What do you mean Chris Benoit had a point? <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Thank you for saving that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God somebody got funny. Dude. Thank you for fucking coming on. Yeah, man. Uh, it was fucking fun. I, I don't know why I knew it was going to be a good time when we hadn't met. It yeah, was kind of like, this I was like, this is going to be fun. Thank I was you. just worried about you being fucking tired, but God damn it, dude. You made it. Timmy Hose. Timmy Hose saved us. T-Hose. Yeah, T-Hose. We always have Tim Hortons. It's shit coffee. They don't sponsor us, but it's the closest. But I feel like I got, you know, plugged into an electrical outlet. This stuff's strong. It helped, right? It's great, yeah. It's fu- anything you want to plug? Um, Just follow me on stuff, you know? YouTube, Instagram, wherever. I make it easy. All the links are in the description. Great. So people follow from the beginning. Uh, And then whenever you're back, we're going to talk after the podcast, but July for sure, we'll plan some shit. And I'm going to see if I can get you back. Book a show. I would love to. Fuck around, bro. Yeah, that'd be great. Make a quick buck and just hang. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.